record. All right, so we are back to recording after I clear some things off of my computer. And um, we're talking about the eight levels of self-care. And when I saw it, it was either while I was in the hospital or after I got out of the hospital having my gallstones removed. And I didn't know that there were so many levels to self-care. So the question that I asked before the recording cut off is at the fundamental level, Dr. Giovanni, what would you say self-care is? Yeah, so I think that's really a really important question because the internet will have you believe in self-care is manicures and baths, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Manicures and baths. Um, And there's a lot more to that. There's a lot more to that. Um, More on the external level and then a lot more internally. And so I always say what is at the root of self-care is really self-love because when we love something, it's easy for us to care about it. When we love someone, it's easy for us to care for them or to give them care. Um, When we love something, you know, you get that first new car or, you know, you finally get that. (laughs) Yes, thank you. You know, you get whatever that thing is or that object is, you know, you love it. You've been waiting for it. You've been wanting it. You finally get it and you're going to take care of it, right? You're not letting anybody get in that new car with their dirty shoes. You know, you're not letting the kids eat, eat in the car. You know, you're not letting anything that may smell it up or dirty it up or dust it up. Um, because we love it, you know, and, and granted it's an object, but we love it. Um, right. and so this is the same thing for ourselves, right? The root of self-care is really self-love. Um, and as I was saying earlier, unfortunately, we live in a society that heavily discourages us from loving ourselves. We live in a society that tells us you need this, 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 and that to be okay or to be right or to be normal. And even so if it's toxic. Oh, absolutely. Right. It's it's better if it's toxic because then they can sell you more of it. Okay. <laughs> while and, and, or they can say, you know, my marriage was toxic as hell, but we've been together 50 years. <laughs> I don't want it. Right, want right, it. right. 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 Yeah. So, so, so at the root is self-love. You know, do you love yourself enough to be treated in a healthy way? to right. demand that you're treated in a healthy way, to only put yourself in healthy situations. Um, so yeah, absolutely. The real self-care is self-love. All right, so let's let's deep dive into these eight levels of self-care. You, you start where you want to start and I want you to name them and break them down for the people and for us, for me, for me. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, as Dr. Sean said, we started out with this question, you know, do you know the eight areas of self-care? And I just left it as an open-ended question because again, the internet will have you believe in the self-care is manicures and baths. Um, But there is a lot more than just manicures and baths. And absolutely manicures and baths are a part of self-care, but that's not it. Um, And we're often taught the external, right? Oh, I'm getting my hair done. I'm getting my nails done. You know, I'm going to get a BBL and I'm going to be fine. And, you know, those kind of things. And everything inside is just messed up. A murder scene. (laughs) Mess everywhere. (laughs) 
Um, so those eight areas um, are spiritual care, right? Um, taking care of the essence that flows through this body, right? We know the body is a shell. The body is, is a physical manifestation, um, but we are, what is it? Uh, spiritual beings having a human experience. Um, so spiritual self-care that's that's the the first foremost uh form of care you know what are you take doing what are you consuming um how is your soul how is your spirit um yeah. that's that's the first level um and then of course next is mental care um a lot of us put ourselves into situations or allow ourselves to be put into situations that are horrible for our mental health. And we may do it for money. We may do it for prestige. We may do it for the title. Um, We may do it because our family does it and they've always done it and they have expectations of us to do it. Um, But mentally it's draining us and it's tearing us down and it's pushing us into depression or, you know, making us suicidal or any other forms of mental illness that can come in into play um and then baths and manicures physical care right physical care and that's what we usually see the most right we see people with you know beautiful homes or beautiful clothes or you know elaborate you know outfits or accessories or those kind of things and there's nothing wrong with that it's just that that's not the only form of care and caring for ourselves that there are that is an aspect of care but that's not the be all end all um and then next up is social care you know i i'm an i call myself an internet baby because like i was there when the internet was born um (laughs) you know and um that dynamic that we hear in a lot of music, um, in a lot of entertainment, you know, the haters, the haters, you know, um, that there are people around us that don't like us. And it's like, what are you doing for yourself socially if you are always around people that don't like you? You know, what's going on with your social skills, your relationship skills, your social dynamics, um, your emotional intelligence, so to speak, to be able to tell, okay, this is a good person for me to be around. Around, this is not a healthy person for me to be around. Um, so social care is huge, you know, as, and I think this pandemic has really done a great job at showing us that because we've seen people be isolated and literally lose it. They've lost Don't kill it. Kill themselves, they, commit suicide yes, because they, yes. they <laughs> I, I partially blame social media because some people's only Social, sociability is their social media. Mm-hmm. Times it is a facade. I just said today, nobody shows. I was telling a young lady who said that I should perhaps um, not share so much. And I said, let me tell you, let me stop you. This is, this is why I share the way that I do and in the curt manner that I do it. Because I know how many women who have jumped in my inbox and said, because of me, they didn't feel so embarrassed about something they went through. Mm-hmm. Feel so depressed about something they went through. And it's because instead of me showing, I can sit here and look like this all day long and act like my life is so great all the time and never show you guys the real. Two reasons why I don't do that. 
Number one, I'm authentic and, and that's not me. Number two is that opens you up to be exposed. There are people looking for inconsistencies in your reality. So mm-hmm. the world, oh, she's this and she's that. It's fake. It's not real. I, I, mm-hmm. you gonna hear, y'all going to hear about me before from me before you hear about it from anyone else. Because I tell you, mm-hmm. I'm the best narrator of my story. I know my story better. So you really, you can't expose me. You can't embarrass me. But oftentimes, um, I won't say a name, but I remember a particular writer um, for, she wrote for sitcoms and television. You may know, but I won't say her name. But she allegedly hung herself during the pandemic um, and and while we were locked. Mm. She was pretty successful. I cannot show she was a writer for i I know exactly who you're talking about Mm yeah and and but but everybody i kind of don't know who didn't see it because when she would take pictures she just looked uncomfortable and she looked like she was trying hard to fit into what society wanted her to be and the pressures got to her and i think Mm -hmm. why i post the way i do and i I do because I'm not gonna give anybody a reason to make me feel like my life is any less than what I know it to be. And I'm also not gonna put anybody in a position to really expose me. I'll, I, I tell my own business, so they're left for you to tell besides a lie. Mm-hmm. So I think if a lot of people got off of social, I'm on social media a lot, but I have a social life outside the internet that doesn't right. always make it to, and that shocks people when people are actually around me in person they're like okay yeah you you just you you like you like you are on the internet but you know there are more layers to you and you know i really didn't like you from your social media or i did and it flips because mm-hmm. people don't people don't realize that the internet is real it's real people real human beings yeah you and the catfish folk but overall we are all individuals on a medium that I would say are inorganically put together that's good and bad Um, because I want to meet people from all across the nation Mm -hmm. globe. that's beautiful but on the other hand it inorganically puts you in the space and puts people in your space artificially that you wouldn't normally fit on, walk past, say hello to, deal with nothing. So mm-hmm. media has created these artificial connections. I won't say relationships. And those mm-hmm. connections mm-hmm. often lead to preconceived notions about people. And I'm very open about checking people when they get wrong and when they get my timing wrong and some mm-hmm. like correct me that's not necessarily a form of self-care because sometimes you gotta know when to ignore a fool or you be you risk looking like the fool with the fool mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I say that's one of my areas where I fail is this social stuff maybe I don't have the emotional quotient or the social aptitude but my thing is, I just don't say things to people online that I wouldn't say 
offline in real life <laughs> but that's and because how, and you, how- you you were old enough you're old enough and experienced enough on social media to understand that there's a real person on the other it's side of that real computer person on the other side. that and might walk you- up and, I might, and see you. And you might walk up on them. Exactly. So, so you don't, know, don't, right, don't but, come stupid mm-hmm, on this app. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. in a lot of people. There are a lot of people don't get this. That cannot make, they can't separate the two. So it, it social media has led to all kinds of discord in people's real lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I've actually, and not to call no names, so friends of y'all, I, I, I witnessed this between two friends that I tried to bridge the gap between, but it's like y'all are really falling out over who said and did and didn't see what on social media. Mm. On now, mm. but their issues ran a little bit deeper, so I kind of backed off, but I tried my best to bridge that. But I think social media is a huge factor in mental health issues you have people how do you feel in particular about people just running around and if you have a disagreement with somebody they oh you crazy she crazy how mm-hmm. do you explain to those individuals that the, the term using the term crazy is no different than any other insult that you would hurl at someone. If somebody had a speech impediment, would you pick at that? If someone had a physical disability, would you pick at that? Why Why is mental health something that is still stigmatized and picked on? Oh, because people are, people are emotionally illiterate. They, they don't have, they literally don't have the language to say, oh, this person is frustrated. This person is uh, feeling oppressed. This person feels ignored. This person feels angry. This person feels dismissed. This person feels isolated, right? You know, um, when I was a kid, my mom used to have a worksheet on the kitchen door and it said, how are you feeling today? And it was like 35 different faces um, with emotion names, like literal names of emotions. And most people don't get that. Most people don't get any kind of emotional education, right? which gets us back to that emotional literacy, right? right? Um, instead of saying, oh, she, she's a woman who's been scorned and therefore she's hurt. Um, he's, he's a child that was ignored and therefore he's attention seeking. Um, she's a, a girl that doesn't understand what's happening to her body and therefore she's acting out because she's literally ignorant. No one has talked to her about what's going on. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm, I live in the South. You, you are a Southern woman. So you probably yeah. know when you're a kid in the South, you spend a lot of time visiting old people. That's just <laughs> what you do. <laughs> you just go visit old people. So they just, some of them are just as ignorant. So this just gets passed down generation to generation. Right. Unfortunately right. in the and, Black community. And in both ways, I would say in both ways, because, you know, I remember, I remember 
my my older women in my life say, you know, baby, they're sick. They're sick, baby. There's something wrong with them. You know, just just as gentle and and me, five year old, four year old, six year old me could grasp that. Like, oh, okay, there's something wrong with that person. Like, okay, there's there's something wrong. Everybody's not healthy. And we just have to accept that, you know, everybody's not healthy, you know, every, and, you know, everybody's not operating with a full deck, or as my mother used to tell me all the time, baby, common sense is not common. I might be so, one of those people, <laughs> depending on no, who you you got it. You got it. <laughs> depending on who you, and, and it all comes down to a matter of perception on the internet and what somebody heard and how I may have handled a situation differently than they did. I'm, but but yet I am in a better position than a lot of these people. But I, I'm the crazy one. Okay. Nah, you know what you're doing. You know what you, you're very clear about what you're doing. You're very clear about I, what you're I'm, doing. I'm very. And <laughs> to you know, them, you may appear, but you're clear on what you're doing. You're I clear think on what you're people, doing. there are those like you who see it. There's a, there's a term called crazy like a fox. And I, I I know exactly what I'm doing when I'm doing it, why I'm doing it, and who's watching me do it. Um, mm-hmm. And it is what it is. It's it's entertainment for me because I know that this is an application on a device that I can click log off on. Now you take it too far with me, I'm a log off and into you. <laughs> that, that might make me a because little because we also boy. know how to use the internet yeah, we also know how to do the little, research we also have been crazy. trained professionally as researchers that might make me a little crazy so I might log <laughs> off into your ass <laughs> that's a form of expression and mm-hmm. maybe I, I need better coping me- mechanisms and, and my self care my emotional quotient and my mental is not all there to I'm, I'm not a good well no I'm great at ignoring what I want to ignore but some things I don't want to ignore because I want to address you mm-hmm. I want to get it out you know mm-hmm. and if it makes me crazy to do so and if it makes it look like oh she always has conflict no people are always doing bullshit and they're used to not being called to the carpet for it and I am a carpet caller bring your come on here Bring it in, mm-hmm. on in and get it. They're used to people yeah. being the bigger person because, oh, well, you have, you, you're, you're Sean. You have to be the bigger person. You I know. This, this gonna... You have to be the bigger person. Okay. I'm five, four. I'm five, it four, depends. y'all. Five. I, it depends on I'm the five, day. Four. Sometimes I'm five, four. The tall, I, sometimes I may stand tall in my bins and sometimes I might come down. Listen. That whole, I love some Michelle Obama, but when she said, oh, when they go high, we go low. Uh Uh-uh, ma'am. When they go low, sometimes I go into hell. You're going lower. (laughs) I'm I'm going into hell. And I'm Mm going to have tea with your great grandmama. And, Mm -hmm. and And I don't feel that there is necessarily anything wrong or crazy about calling a thing a thing. Yana Van Zandt is someone that I, I really admire um didn't really like her at first thought she was harder on women than men but I see why and I I even see it when it comes to black women and how we rear our children sometimes the boys are given a little bit of slack and protected more 
Whereas the girls are kind of, we're taught to, you got to be more mature. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I have my agreements and disagreements with it, but it took for me to realize that Iyanla and I share a spiritual belief system that made mm-hmm. me to her and understand some of her approaches to things. Because I always thought this lady hates women. She teaches mm-hmm. No, she, she just recognizes the power that women that have a woman and what does spider-man say with great power comes great responsibility responsibility so absolutely absolutely yeah. so like yeah in the black community there's that saying you know um black families black parents black moms uh raise their daughters and love their sons so um and then that comes from a legacy right we have a very specific legacy in this country of black men being targeted in horrendous ways and needing to be protected and oftentimes the people that could protect black men were black women um and and of course you know we've we've gotten out of a lot of those systems historically but we still see that the dangers for black men are everywhere um and what's happening is we're now starting to be vocal so people are learning like oh black women were in danger too yeah black women were in danger too and we are we are we are that whole time we're in danger a lot of time uh, unfortunately from our own black men um, mm-hmm. Right, right. I say that, right, which makes it even harder. Biggest mm-hmm. predator, mm-hmm. women, is the very thing that we are taught to protect, which is our black man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the white man. It's not the white. Mm-hmm. It's oftentimes we 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 are dying and we are being depleted and dragged at the hands of our mm-hmm. and black men that we are, but but yet we're challenged to. Hold him down. You see this language, hold him down, be supportive, be submissive. Ride or die. <laughs> Ride or die. I, no I don't want to die. I like my life. You're going a little far. Where we going? No, I got questions. So <laughs> right, right. where does that fall on? Because I, I think love was a one of the I, I'm, I'm not sure, correct me, but that fall on the self-care spectrum yeah so um a couple years ago I used to do a podcast called chat with the aunties um with my good girlfriend uh, Malika Salome and we really spent a lot of time kind of dissecting that like okay what what's really here and so for us it was like okay the self-love leads you to the self-care and when you take care of yourself you have a newfound respect for yourself because you know all that goes in to you. You know all the work it takes for you to be you. You know everything that it takes for you to be functional, for you to be able to show up into the world, for you to stand in your own full power. So that level of self-respect will prevent you from getting into a lot of situations. The level of self-respect will prevent you from exposing yourself to a lot of situations. And again, you know, we live in a society that teaches us and teaches everybody else that it's okay to disrespect us. 
it's okay to disrespect black women. Nobody's going to protect them. It's okay to disrespect black women. There's no consequence if you disrespect them. It's no, it's okay to disrespect black women because nobody's going to have their back. So for you to take on the mantle of loving yourself, caring for yourself and respecting yourself, it's going to offend a lot of people. It's going to put a lot of people are going to be upset that they have to get out of your way and they're because they have planned on you as a stepping stone or they have planned on using you, you know, as a mule or they had planned on using you for whatever you could provide. Um, So you upset a lot of people. You upset a lot of people, you know, when you get to that point. Just by, and you bring up a good point because um, if you know or not, I, finalized the divorce last week but some of the things that were done to me by my ex-husband um you would be able to say there's no way you loved yourself for Mm. you know that for accepting but it was never that I accepted it it was that I I had more of a mentality of I'm I'm gonna keep my enemy close and I'm gonna get his ass there comes a point in time where if you've ever seen the meme of of the person the coyote chasing the bird off the cliff cliff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know you're you're destroying yourself trying to destroy somebody that you know is destroying you this man has released revenge porn on me Mm. torn up things in my home things that i dr sean d bridley would never take off of anyone else Mm mm-hmm this man did to me. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. I did a lot of things back, and he was not without. Um, let Let's just say I got with him when I he had consequences. He had, he had oh, consequences. Yeah. So I, I wasn't <laughs> laying. I wasn't laying down, taking nothing. But it, it came across as, oh, he's the, especially with his people. She's crazy. He does him so wrong. She, but these people have no acknowledgement of the fact this my naked body is floating around somewhere on the internet because of this man. And I'm open about mm-hmm. it. I'm ashamed of it because I'm not the one that should be shamed. The person right. would disseminate such it should be ashamed. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it was things that I had never I ended up getting arrested behind this man because I'm going to defend me and I'm going to defend mm-hmm. to the death mm-hmm. me or you and mm-hmm. that is like you know what you're putting yourself in situations where you could lose all this that you mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. damn sure ain't honoring all this that you work on on a daily basis on that spiritual self-care mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. dishonor in the spirit you right, right. There's something greater in you. It's something greater in you. You shouldn't be subjected to those things. And I and, and you know I, there's and something I greater own, in you. That, and, and, and as women, we have to own what we allowed. I ain't nobody body's victim. Like I said, I got right, right. all the time. So I ain't never tried to be as peace. I believe in Miss Sophia from Color Purple Bad. And think yes. about heaven later. <laughs> I am, I am yes. back. I am back. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. 
but but at at a certain point, ladies, even if you fighting and you winning the fight, even the best fighters get tired of fighting. Right. Okay. Right. right. Even the best, even the best fighters, Bruce Lee and them knew that the best way to win a fight is not to enter one. Mm-hmm. Best way to win mm-hmm. a fight is just not even to enter one. So right. that I'm learning for myself. So let's just let's dive into some more levels of self-care. We yeah, thanks. Emotional yeah, so, mental. The spiritual, mental, spiritual, physical, social, mm-hmm. social, and then another one of your favorites, uh, financial, <laughs> financial self care. Yes, financial self care. Just don't so, believe um, you can love yourself and, and and stay. I can't say where you start. You can't. I, I don't believe you can love yourself and and settle for poverty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When they have to yeah, know and I, I would say. Even even broader than that, absolutely. So, there, you know, we know we live in a society that is structured again. Yes, ma'am. On our backs. <laughs> so part of that for me, that financial self-care is knowing that the, the chips are stacked against you and then having the spiritual, mental, emotional openness to also know that there is something greater. Yes. And that you can have access to that something greater. Absolutely. And that there, again, back to what you said about Iyama, there is a certain power and a certain responsibility. Yes. Um, and, you know, one, one of the things that I love that she always says, you know, women are multipliers, right? That's what we are. That's, that is our nature. We produce, we reproduce. Um, and so part of that is the responsibility of knowing our power in that, right? Knowing that our power is um, multiplying, right? Like if you give us some flour, some sugar, some eggs and some milk, we're going to make a cake and then we're going to sell slices of that cake and pay this rent. You know, right. you know I, I'm give not, us some fish, I'm not into the potatoes. Bible. Uh, well, you know, I'm not into Christianity. I'm very much into my Bible though. But the Proverbs, I tell people all the time, Proverbs 31 woman was not this docile um, homemaker who catered to her husband. Mm-hmm. Right. If you read it, it tells you exactly. Who made sure all her head of household? Yes, absolutely. Business owner, householder, manager. Right. And that goes on an African spirituality level. Even I had a misconception about Oshun, the deity Oshun. Mm -hmm. Oshun was given the male Orisha hell to the point where they didn't they didn't want to work with her, and she was sitting there. I ain't working with y'all. <laughs> I was so proud. So I was the so most the, the, the most powerful women are able to be because I I hear this whole thing of basically if you're not a, a dummy you're not feminine enough. If you don't mm. men men who don't give women anything to submit are quick to say oh you're you're too masculine you want to be a man. We have a new crop of Kevin Samuels um students. Mm. Mm-hmm. a man a man who's been divorced twice and was away there at papa dope you know that that's their daddy because literally that's the only daddy they don't have rules yeah okay. and um so so that that is that triggers so many different levels of our self-care because on one end we're told that our lot in life is to get a man 
keep him, keep him happy. And that's it. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have. You can walk on water. The only thing that people want to know is who's fucking you. Who is your man? Where your man mm-hmm. at? Oh, you're, and, and, it's, and it's always your fault if you don't have one as a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but it's hard for, I, I, because I would argue that the Proverbs 31 woman was likely single. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, she, we did, did they ever talk about her husband? Because single I would argue, or a late life marriage. <laughs> single or a late life. And I, I'm going to bring that in. <laughs> yes, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with that. Let's ride on that because um, it's not, okay, so we talk about Christianity mm-hmm. um, and this, right, this book, the Bible as a biblical text, a text, yes. right? And they describe this Proverb 31 woman who is very clearly a leader. Yes, very clearly a leader. I was praying before that meeting I went Mm-hmm. Oh, good. A business woman. <laughs> yes. You know, she runs her household. She manages her households. Her maids are taken care of, right? Um, her land is taken care of. She is productive. Um, and then we go over to Islam, right? Muhammad's wife, Khadijah, was a businesswoman. She was older than him. She was an established businesswoman that this man decided, this should be my wife. This is what I want in a wife. I want a business woman. I want a woman who has leadership qualities, who has management skills, who is a good steward, right? And and that gets us back to that financial self-care. You know, are you a good steward, right? Because it's not um, how much you make is how much you keep. (laughs) It's how you manage it. It's how you grow it. It's how you take care of it. Um, it is also um, the willingness to be open to receive in different ways. And believing um, you, you know, deserve. A lot of it. us discover our talents very early and we don't know that we can profit from those talents, right? I gave my first public speech when I was like 15. That was the first time I gave a speech publicly. Um, and, but we don't realize like, okay, that's the job in the future. You need to work in communications. You need to be a news anchor. You need to be, you know, a, you know on CNN or on NPR um, yeah. because we don't start grooming our girls with their talents to right. produce so that they can take care of themselves. Like you said, it's what man are you attached to? Or if you are a um, powerful woman, you know, it's, it was what we saw with Kamala Harris. You know, oh, she slept her way to the top. You know, you had all these women come and say, she slept her way to the top. She screwed somebody's husband. She did this. She did that. And it's like, yeah, because that's how you get through through law school. And that's how you get through undergrad. And that's how you that's get through yeah, yeah, Right, like, do you know how much actual work goes into these fields? But you know, you know they, you they know? not only do they not know, but if if sleeping your way to the top work, let me tell you, a lot of the people talking should be far, further along than they are. Exactly, exactly. If 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 exactly. if if, if, if it works, why don't we see every work, woman in power? <laughs> Some of y'all do every, the talking. A woman is sleeping with these men. So y'all, y'all, some of y'all should be further along if sleeping your way to the top was a thing. Yeah, write that down. Y'all write that why, down. Why you, that in the write that down. Why you not there if the next woman is able to sleep her way? If she slept her way to the top and she got plastic surgery and she did this and she did that and she took so-and-so husband, she winning. 
you might mm-hmm. want to get like them. <laughs> so yeah, this is always one for me, um, financial self-care. So you'll notice, you know, a couple of Fridays a month, I'll do my finance Fridays, which is just a check-in because that's a part of self-care, right? Do you have, you know, what they, they like to call it F you money, right? Do you have the money to walk away when you need to walk away? Whether it be walk away to get your own apartment after a bad relationship, whether it be walk away from a job situation that's abusive, whether it be walk away from any other kind of situation where you need to walk away. Are you able to do that? because you've protected yourself financially so that you can do that you know money like fuck you money (laughs) fuck you that goes for organizations institutions people um i i was a huge fan of a, a female rapper by the name of jackie o and she has a song called sleeping with the enemy that i love and in it she said I keep a house and a car and some cash so that I'm ready. When I'm ready to leave your ass, I can't trust you. That's why I keep some shit you can't take. And that's a hustle. Mm-hmm. Letting women know she's since become saved and she's not Jackie O that, but I still listen to that. And so I she still got that, that house. She still, I bet she still got that money. She still got that, <laughs> that car and that cash so that when she ready to leave somebody ass, and and that's what I always believed in. And, and to be honest, from my first marriage, because I know I'm going, I have another one coming. From my first marriage, I learned that men want to put you in a position where they can brag about taking care of you. Um, and the mm-hmm. thing that they love you for in the beginning, your independence. Being a six-figure earner in my case and being a doctorate degree holder are the very things that they try to downplay, deplete, and disparage about you when it goes left. Absolutely. So very true. So very true. And women women, women who are accomplished are number one target in America. Mm -hmm. So everybody thinks that the black man is is he targeted by the white man and this and that, but these are the same men that's attacking women like me on the daily and disparaging and trying to put down and and there's this whole idea which is if you want to talk about toxicity, incredibly toxic. This whole idea of um and it, I think it's kind of this conquest that men have like oh, I'm gonna humble her, I'm gonna humble her. You know, I had that experience, um, you know, unfortunately with my kid's dad, you know, when we were dating, you're so good with money. I'm going to, you're going to handle all my finances. They'll treat somebody that they got no money like everything. You always do this. You You know, I mean, just, just, oh, you're going to manage my money. You're going to do this. You're so good with money. When I tell you. My ex told me, he said, I know that my success is tied to you. Yeah, mm. we were riding down John Young Parkway. I said, "Baby, your success shouldn't be tied to anyone but you." Now, as a partnership, I believe that there are some things that we could do together. But this whole idea that you like, even in the divorce, he made a comment just a week ago. Oh, I was going to take you to the cleaners. You obviously don't know money money management because at the end of the day, you couldn't have touched the goddamn thing that I have and worked for. But you don't know that. You just as whose parents had a few dollars and you don't know wealth management you don't know the fact that that just because you have an llc that doesn't really provide asset protection inherently that you have to have file other forms you don't know he didn't know very much of anything and this is Mm -hmm. a bash session 
against my ex. But he is just the most um, recent example, Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. man trying to humble a successful woman while putting women that I consider to be bums up on a pedestal. And I use the play. I like I like my rap music. So I remember the song Bad by Wale and um, Mm -hmm. Tierra somebody, Tiana, whatever. Mm-hmm. it trust me i'll humble your mean ass and i said well why would a man well why would a man want to do that in the song he was like trust me i'll humble your mean ass they go out mm-hmm. the, the higher you are they find mm-hmm. a way to pull you down mm-hmm. but they, those same men will go and take care of a woman who brings nothing to the table yeah oh absolutely because that woman makes them feel like a man it's an ego boost. It it's an that ego woman boost. doesn't make them feel as bad. If I say mm-hmm. go take the trash out, I got an attitude. If a broke woman said it, oh, she needs me. <laughs> <laughs> we both said the same thing with the same tone. Uh-huh, one, uh-huh. one makes you feel secure and one doesn't. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I think that's your I, own ego. That's your own I, stuff. That's your own I'm, stuff. I'm going to add a layer to self-care, which is women need and take it from my experience. You need to be equally yoked and you need to date in your sphere. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was all for giving certain men at certain economic levels a chance, but it ain't for me anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. done with that. I think part of self-care is it's not just on a monetary level, even on a spiritual level, spiritually teaching him certain concepts of self in in Mm -hmm. one other, but he can go regurgitate it to some chick to make himself sound woke. Mm, wow he got, he got that little bit of, of wow. in, he didn't know what an ancestor was until I introduced it. So, <laughs> Part of self-care is making sure that you are with someone that complements P-L-E, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, P-L-I, mm-hmm. but people mm-hmm. don't know what a complement is, meaning mm-hmm. that come together to make each other better. Better, yes, yes. Okay, yes. my ex, my I, I, I might be the worst thing to my ex, but for somebody else, I'm their princess and vice versa. He might mm-hmm. to me, but somebody will pick him up somebody Mm -hmm. else dust him off and and it's that's just one of it's self-care and self-preservation i would say doesn't get a lot of that's part of that self-respect because it's people people call it selfishness oh yeah because they're not used they're not benefiting to Black women setting boundaries and saying, I'm not going to be your mule. I'm not going to be your stepping stone. I'm not going to be your maid. They're not used to that. So when you set a boundary and say that, or when you say, well, I respect myself enough to want to be treated this particular way. Right. It is offensive because their whole assumption, their whole way of operating has been, but these are the people I get to take advantage of. Yeah. I'm a man. I get to take advantage of women. Yeah. That's the whole point of getting to be a man. You know what they don't you realize? You get to take advantage of women. They don't realize <laughs> and, and you're that telling them, no, point, you can't. Yes, they don't realize that at any point, no matter what I took yesterday, I ain't got to take it today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever the status quo might have been, just because I accepted that about you before, or mm-hmm. something was okay mm-hmm. before. Maybe it wasn't okay, but I didn't say nothing. 
today, I ain't accepting that shit no more. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I, I'm a. You know, I remember a, a quote in the '80s that was famous. Um, a woman always a woman's. It's a woman's prerogative to change her mind. Say that one more time. Uh, I, I think that up. was always that. being quoted. Say it one more time. It's a woman's prerogative to change her mind. Mm. It's my it's prerogative to change. It's your prerogative to change your mind. It's a woman's it doesn't matter what you was going Absolutely. through yesterday. It don't matter what you was going through with him yesterday. You ain't got to take it today. I'm, That's right. You don't That's have right. to take it today. That's right. That's I, right. I, and so I, I remember hearing that growing up and it's like, yes, yes. yes I like that. I resonate. That resonates. Yes. 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 It's, yes I'm, I'm absolutely. I'm that down. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, y'all put like, that in the comments. therapeutic for me because, girl, when I tell you, Today was a day, but it was so many good things are falling into place. And that's another thing that you got to keep in mind with self-care, irrespective of what you believe in spiritually. If you believe in nothing, I believe that God, the universe, the energies, whatever, can't bless no mess. So as long as you're keeping the around you, the opportunities that are for you, ain't they're not going to come. Mm-hmm. I noticed immediately as soon as I withdrew myself from not just romance, ro- this, ro- this, my marriage, just from certain situations, certain, the world opened up. I had, before yeah. I got on the call with you, I was late because I had a meeting with the, like, this guy is, is big up in the tech world, put it mm-hmm big up in the tech world and they want me to collaborate on this project and to hear him say your resume is impressive I think part of self-care is knowing who our peers are and who's just not we want for me my problem is that I just want to be down to earth and accessible to everybody but everybody don't require access to you you can be nice to them you can be cordial to them, but there are some people in certain arenas that you just ain't playing in no more, or you don't, mm-hmm, you know, and, and it's not it, because I had a girlfriend tell me with some of the things that I was going through with my ex-husband, she say, Sean, I really would like for you to be bougie because anybody that knows me, I'm very, I, I look a certain way, but I'm, I'm, I can go hang out in the hood. I'm from, I'm a hood chick, but she's like, you know, I would rather you be bougie than to see you in certain situations in school. Mm-hmm. And it really re- resonated with me. You have to assess who your peers are. And mm-hmm. self-included have a problem realizing that the people you grew up with and went to high school with, they ain't your peers no more. Especially mm-hmm. if you accomplish certain things, those people are no longer your peers. And they'll be the first to remind you by trying to downplay what it is you've accomplished unfortunately mm-hmm. yeah if they haven't if they haven't gone on their journey and haven't done the work that they need to do absolutely absolutely yep. absolutely yep. and I'm, I'm glad you brought brought that up because that gives a, a great segue into the next form of self-care which is okay. environmental so we okay. talked about social self-care before we talked about financial and that social self-care is exactly what you just said who do you allow around you? Who are you willing to be around? 
who gets access to you because if we put it on the table you don't have access to everybody you know, right. you know, everybody's not accessible to you. There are certain people that are and certain people that aren't. Right. And that's a good thing, <laughs> you know, because it operates on the same principle with you. Everybody doesn't get access to you. Um, and there are some people that do, right? Your mom, your kids, your, your right. family members, those people that you love and care about. But um, everybody doesn't get access to you. And that's, that is by design. And so it's the same thing when we start talking about environmental self-care, um, everybody doesn't get access to your space, right? Everybody does not get access to your social spaces, your physical space, your home. Everybody can't come to your house. <laughs> you know, that's the, just anybody can't just roll up. Hey, girl, I'm outside. No, ma'am. Um, you know, so um, environmental self-care is the next area. And for me, that is the entirety of the environment. That is one, you know, looking out for the environment, which is, you know, the earth, the place where we all live. Um but also on a smaller scale, the environment that you're in, right? Um, how are you living? Are you cleaning regularly? You know, is your space appealing to you, yeah. right? You know, it's a lot of people, I hate that paint color, but they're never going to paint. And it's like, why are you torturing yourself? Just paint, put the, put a color you like on the wall. Um, you know, having your environment um, clean, not just physically, meaning you're sweeping, dusting, mopping, washing dishes, um, and those kind of things, but even spiritually cleaning your environment, right? Um, you may need to open those windows when it rains. Um, you know, you may need to walk through that house. You may need to put some salt in the corners. Like there's some things that you, right. You might need to sage that space. You know, you might need to sage the perimeter of the space. Um, so get rid of your mattress. Yes. We just bought a new mattress, so I'm just I feel so convicted. Like get rid of (laughs) get get rid of certain energies from certain people who have inhabited the space. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So actually, purging your space. Yes, purging your space, throwing some things away, replacing some things like the mattress, um, you know, energetically, spiritually cleansing the space, Um, but also, you know, making your space reflective of you, you know, I've got some girls back there, because they look like me, you know, it, it, it burns me up when I go in, in people's homes and they are blackity black, black, black folks, but you got an English garden on the wall. And it's like, can we get a nice <laughs> safari picture? Can we get some, you know, some natural nature scapes from the motherland? You and know, I think that's, that's what throws people off about. I was, I, I had a meeting with, because like I say, my day is long. My first meeting was mm-hmm. with one of my colleagues and I had my hair wrapped up and I, a t-shirt on and at first we weren't on video Mm -hmm. never seen each other before and I have been you know kind of pushing towards Lynn you not say her name if you but (laughs) go towards management because I see talent and that's what I try to cultivate in my team I'm not one of those managers or consultants that wants to keep people up under me and take work so she shared a project with me that she came up with that she wasn't comfortable sharing with anybody else because you know in America you show the wrong people you're mm-hmm. working on they're gonna take ownership of it if it's good enough mm-hmm. and so she was just like I just don't feel like I have the look in the field for corporate America honey I had my scarf on and 
I said, I turned my camera on. Never do that really at work. I said, look at me. Do I look like the person that you envisioned me to be? She said, no. She actually described what I look like now, but I changed to that for my seven o'clock meeting. You have to know how to cold switch. And people are often shocked when they come into my home. It ain't all bling blingy. I was literally told that, oh, you're a minimalist because I don't have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's not where your values are. Yeah. I'm I like you value your I, you value your money in the bank, not your money yeah, in the bank. I don't. <laughs> I, I mean I, I have what I want. Like I, mm-hmm. I have what I want. Mm-hmm. But believe it or not, I don't have until my mom, my mom moved in with me recently and she she likes to watch TV. But I, I, I didn't have TV in either of my living rooms. I used one as mm-hmm. library, spiritual prayer room. So when you first walk into my house, you get shelves of books, spiritual tools, everything related to, it, it's kind of like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Going to the other room is like more of a white room. Everybody can lounge. But I, before then, I had a money. It was very simplistic. Mm -hmm. I don't really like dressers I just put some in there but it's like my room is literally a bed an armoire a dresser very simple Mm -hmm. but I I am such everybody thinks I'm high maintenance nah because I'm because when those are their assumptions I'm gonna pull this baby off and wrap my hair back up (laughs) it's for a meeting and Mm -hmm. I look okay for this but had I not had these meetings and this live, I would be sitting over here looking like somebody's auntie, and I'm cool. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, and I and I was trying to show her, like, listen, it's not required for you to climb the corporate ladder and have a certain look. And especially right. in certain environments, it's becoming even more acceptable for you to be who you are. Because I never forget, I just I just had a speaking engagement two weeks ago, and my daughter said, "Um, I think you should wear. I, I like your white head wrap. I think you should wear your head wrap." But I was in Destin, Florida. I knew my audience was majority white Trump supporters, nice people nonetheless. But I knew I know who my audience is, so I said, "No, I'm a they. This is what they want to see in certain environments." That's not that I'm not true to who I am at the core, but you got to be able to adapt and code switch. Yeah, you're going to wear what's appropriate for the occasion. What's appropriate for the occasion. Right. You're not going to wear a ball yeah. down to a funeral. There you go. So you just so, wear what's appropriate yeah. for the occasion. So a lot, a lot of people confuse me as being way more shallow than I am. I'm a t- mm-hmm. When I can take this wig off and this bra off, gonna be very happy <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These, mm-hmm. i got all my adidas slides okay <laughs> I have on. so it's, it's so many that's self-care for me and 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 not to you move however you want to move with these topics but the topic of health the reason why your post hit so hard is because i had um put my financial health ahead of my physical health for so long that I ended up with some some nasty gallstones honey that I mm-hmm. 
oh, I'm drinking teas and I'm doing my, um, the, the apple cider vinegar and I'm doing all these things it's under control to the point for eight years. Mo- that's longer than most people can last with, with the condition I had. Mm-hmm. So with that, I thought I was taking care of myself. And every time they would look on the ultrasound and tell me, hey, you might need to go. If they didn't take it, like, hey, you might need to go in and have that taken out or looked at. Okay, I get to it. I don't have time. I got to get I got to chase the bag. I got my, I don't, have <laughs> I don't have, I don't have time for that. But one thing I want to stress to people is when you don't make time for your physical health or your mental health or your emotional health, it'll creep up on you. It will force you to make time. In you can either make this, time voluntarily or involuntarily. We're going to be laid right. up into somebody's hospital bed involuntarily for two days, doped up. And, and cut on. And I think that's another important thing, like with um, Black women in particular, oftentimes we put our physical health, a lot of us are overweight, myself included, overweight, um, just unhealthy overall, but we get in the bag though. Not realizing mm-hmm. that part of the bag, you're going to have to spend a good portion of your HSA trying to get gallstones and co- get your cholesterol down and your blood pressure down if you don't take care of your physical, your mental, and your mm-hmm. financial and get that bag. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. Um, and we we don't, because again, that's what our culture says, right? If you got money, you don't have any worries. If you get the money, you don't have any problems. That is that's bullish. what we were taught to believe. And exactly, yeah. because, you know, um, I was reading something recently and they were using Steve Jobs as the example. You know, they were like, Steve Jobs had all the money in the world, but he couldn't pay anybody to carry his cancer for him. You know, he could pay people to do everything for him, but he could not pay one soul to carry his cancer. He, he I say all the that. time, a problem is a, a problem is a problem when money can't fix it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you don't want to ever get to the point where you're so wrapped and getting wrapped up into getting money that you, that you neglect not just health, but certain other aspects of your life, relationships. Um, with my children, for example, I'm I'm in this office a lot more than, but but I, I spend time with my children. I took the last seven months off in retirement, so but sometimes I do feel guilty on days like this where I've been in this office since seven thirty this morning, and mm. they're out there breathe there my mom's out there too so they're not alone but I'm in here doing the interview and doing different things and it's like well they've become accustomed to that and I actually saw on not Instagram Twitter the other day this girl she posted oh I had a parent whose child was dead in her room for two days and she didn't know and how can you and I said I asked her a simple question I didn't get an answer but I said are you a parent especially a parent of a teenager because right. I, I, I know that I can go, you know, a, an entire day and a half roughly without seeing my daughter. 
Mm-hmm. When I same, go to bed, same. I have a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I have a teenager, and you know, a lot of times I don't know if he's at home or not. I'll check my locations and be like, "Where is he? Oh, he in his room." Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, so I was I was joking with my friend today, like, you know, I I, I if I go to sleep right now, I'm gonna forget to go pick Travis up at three thirty. That's my six year old. And it's it's one of those things where self care is also tending to the relationships with your children, the relationships that matter. Just like with your physical health, you can't necessarily solve certain physical problems with money. Well, you can't solve broken relationships with your children with money. And I see so many people just throwing money at their kids. You see men saying, oh, well, I pay my child support. I pay the child support. But that kid doesn't know you. You haven't put anything in them. And they'll be the first ones running around when the son makes it to signing day or makes it in this world. They'll be the first one coming around wanting Mm -hmm. attention. Right, Uh, right. and Mm -hmm. And that's not even necessarily, that's not speaking on my personal relationship um relationships no it's just a fact we see it we see it happening frequently you know absolutely we see it happening very frequently Mm -hmm. so yeah you can't repair and and a lot of that leads to what we were talking about earlier when we're saying you know people are sick you know people that they're sick you know they're hurt and that's why because no one has put anything into them them. no one has taken the time you know I always laugh um Bernie Mac you know he had he had his show about having custody of his nieces and and nephew and um in his stand-up comedy he's like you know you ever just look and be like my sister ain't doing nothing with these kids And, and you know those kids because you know kids that somebody has taken time energy resources and put into them versus kids that have just been sat in front of a screen or let to run wild or whatever so absolutely you know you just send in a child support check is not being a parent because you're not putting anything in to those children you're not sitting there teaching them about music or language or doing math homework with them or just talking to them about a challenge you had at their age you know oh when I was 13 this happened or when I went to fifth grade this happened you might be nervous that's okay you know just find you know a couple of people that look nice and talk to them and that'll help you get over your nerves you know we don't teach our kids how to move through life no and then we're shocked and appalled when you know like you said earlier they're they're social media addicts or they have no self-confidence or they have no ability to function in the world but you have not taken them out into the world or you have not spent time with them in the world so that they know how to function um and that that's that's where a lot of a lot of our kids you know are left behind that like you said they got the jordans and they got the you know what i don't even know popular brands now (laughs) (laughs) whatever i I didn't even do school shopping i i told i'm not going school shopping this year you got enough stuff you got everything you need and and you know what so so crazy about that that goes back to financial health my 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 children are probably among the most well off of their peers yet on the surface they have less of the stuff i'll never forget Mm -hmm. being being in middle school and she came home and she was upset. She said, a boy told, a boy said I was rich and he knew I was rich because all the cars that, that we had at our house. Now he was, first of all, he was talking about my grandma's house. We just all happened to go over there and 
just dip, like they noticed certain things about the kind of car she was being dropped off in as opposed to them walking or them mm-hmm. type of when her friends would come over they noticed how she had her own room and it was set up versus their bunking with two mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. but it's it, it, I, I've never tried to compensate as a mother by giving her stuff I'm very much into teaching Brie the stuff that I didn't know. And because I don't want Brie to end up necessarily like me. Now, I am cognizant of the fact that children, my dad told me, he said, children emulate what you do, not what you say. Not what you say. So you be damn careful what you do in front Mm -hmm. of her. And Mm -hmm. I think that was a pivotal um point in me deciding to end my marriage as well because it's like you know my dad got to me and let me know she might not say nothing but things affect her in ways that you don't know mm-hmm. you think that you're teaching her what not to go to but you're really teaching her what to accept because mm-hmm. she sees it as acceptable she sees, she sees it, it and she sees you fighting against it but he's still here. So that's the mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and and it took it took a lot of that. And it's like, how do you how that's that's another point that I want to lead into because I don't want to keep you, but I want people to number one know how to get to you. Um, and what are some things that people can do to start? Because have have we covered all the levels? We had two more, but um, okay. we've actually kind of covered one of the, those two. So our okay. last two are intellectual and emotional. Okay. And so we talked about emotional care a lot. Okay. You know, what we just got through saying, you know, what are you putting into yourself, into your um body you know into your environment um what are you allowing around you being able to control your emotions being able to give language to your emotions right mm-hmm. how do i feel today um what are what are my th- top three feelings when i wake up what are my top three feelings when i go to bed right. um you know being vocal when you need a check in and knowing how to clear the air um i you know learned a great tool um, when I was working with one of the women's groups that I worked with. And it was just about literally clearing the space, right? Having a clearing where a person can, you know, say what, what is happening or what they're witnessing, um, you know, what they would like to happen, um, how they feel wronged or justified. Um, and that's a concept called um, quarter talk. And um, that was another thing that came up um, with my work with, I used to, so I used to be the front house manager for burlesque troupe. Um, so um, we had to do a lot of problem solving with the girls. And that was one of the tools we used, um, quarter talk, um, where you get to state your emotion or, you know, state the events leading up to that emotion, um, what happened, what you would like to happen. Um, and then like, if there's an amend that needs to be made or what can be, what can happen to resolve um, that emotional state. So emotional self-care is definitely being able to name your emotions, um, give voice to those emotions, and then knowing how to resolve those emotions um, and being clear on that, even if that is, you know, having an emotional toolbox, right? When I, um, you know, I'll use the tool of meditation, for example. I remember I went through a really bad breakup and I literally just gave myself permission to sit with the feelings. So when those feelings of distress 
would come up as a result of that breakup. I had a cushion like in a corner between the wall and my bed. And I would just go sit on that cushion and meditate until I felt those emotions had dissolved or subsided. And then I would get up and carry on, you know, with my day or with whatever I was doing. Oh, you're good. Were. You, you ain't punch okay. no windows out of. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Not that time I'm, I did. I'm, I'm being so, facetious and honest at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, knowing how to take care of ourselves emotionally, <laughs> knowing how to take care of ourselves emotionally, that's a huge yeah. part of it. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, which I already know you're well versed in is intellectual self-care. You know, I'm sure you've met those people that as soon as they walk across the stage, they say, I ain't never reading another book. I ain't picking up a book ever again in my life. Uh, that's not good. That's not healthy. That's not self-care. Your brain needs care. You have to take care of your brain, um, whether that's professional development, whether that is, you know, just learning a new skill for fun, um, learning a new hobby, uh, learning how to play an instrument. Like you have to continue to learn across the lifespan. And so intellectual self-care, because my house is like yours. You walk in and it's bookshelves and then it's plants. Um, So, um, so you have to take care of yourself intellectually. You have to feed your brain something, um, whether that's, you know, reading, um, autobiographies of of powerful women, you know, to help yourself develop your own power, um, whether it's, you know, religious study or spiritual study, um, like I said, a hobby, learning a new hobby, um, Mm -hmm. stretching yourself, practicing a new skill, Um, so all of that, you know, intellectual self-care, um, and that's a huge part that I think we leave out as well, but yeah, that's, those are the last two, emotional and intellectual self-care. And one person on your page, they asked the question, what's the difference between intellectual, I can't remember how they framed it, but you answered it so well, and I want people to, I want, want them to hear you say it. They asked the question, what's the difference between intellectual self-care, and I believe it was mental Mm-hmm. I think so. that question. Yeah, I do. I'm looking, trying to scroll through to see if I can find it now. But yes, um, I think that was the question about what was the difference between, um, let's see, yeah, mental and intellectual. And um, when you think about mental, you think about mental health, right? right. Um, so what are you doing for your mental health? Um, for me, I developed a practice of just taking my blanket with my cup of water or tea and my books and going outside and laying on my blanket and literally grounding into the earth, letting the sun shine on me, listening to the birds, reading my book and drinking water in peace. Um, Because that was so peaceful to me. That helped me transition from the hectic day of me talking all day to me being able to listen. Uh, to me being able to feed my brain instead of me having to pump out information all day. Um, And that helped my mental health because after that break, after that outside time, then I was ready to come in the house and start the second shift, right? Dinner, homework, all those kind of things. Right, Um, right. So that's mental um, versus intellectual. Like I said, you know, you're, you're very experienced in this as a pharmacist. You have to do professional development or continue education. Um, but that's intellectual self-care. You're getting your brain even more 
specialized in your field. Um, I'm an academic, so part of my job is reading academic journals. What's the new research coming out? What's what's happening in my area? Um, what's going on with this topic? Um, and then even things you know that are happening in the world. I got a, a article pulled up right now on my computer, which is on the Bitcoin white paper. And so like, I'm, I'm not going into Forex trading or anything like that, but this is something happening in society and I need to know about it, right? I need to at least have some kind of cursory understanding of it. So yeah, I'm going to skim over this Bitcoin white paper, you know, a little bit at a time, but I'm going to do that so that I can learn about what's happening environmentally. Um, I was in a group on uh, Facebook today and somebody was like, can somebody explain what's happening in Afghanistan? Like I'm a kindergartner. And I was like, I can, <laughs> because I listened to the news about this and I have a degree in political science and, you know, so, awesome. um, you know, so just into, you know, taking care of ourselves intellectually, making sure we're aware of what's happening in the world around us. Um, whether that, you know, my mom is a tech head. So my mom is like almost 70, but I remember, Remember when the iPhone came out, like that first iPhone commercial, like yeah. what, 2005 or 2006, my mom was looking at the TV and she said, I'm going to get that. <laughs> and I knew she was because she's so into tech, like she's right. into tech. Like my mom has a PlayStation 4, like, like she's oh, wow. into tech, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I knew she was going to get that and learn everything about it. And, and she did have an iPhone before I did, you know, <laughs> because she... That's what she's into. So she's always learning about that kind of stuff. Um, So that's the same thing. Like we have to take the time to learn about, because the world is going to keep changing, right? Things are going to keep changing. You know, it's going to keep being different. Um, It, you know, new things are going to be invented, new ways of doing things. Um, and even old ways of doing things, right? You know, Black women got into gardening in mass in this pandemic. And so they're looking at old ways of doing things. You know, okay, how did, how did people, you know, use some natural plants as um, pesticides or insecticides? You know, what things should I plant together? When should I plant those things? So like plant science is real. It's yes. science. And you know, you may have said, I never opened another book in high school, but now you're in this gardening book trying to figure out why your tomatoes keep shrinking yes. up. <laughs> so, and um, I think it's know, all about interest. You know, that for no, mm-hmm. and one thing that I think is important too is everybody thinks that reading has to encompass picking up, picking up a book. We, we, we have the internet. So I, I learned so much from articles. And of course you cite mm-hmm. You know, you have primary, secondary, tertiary sources and mm-hmm. through research in college. So you, you're, there are so many ways to absorb information. For example, my daughter, who is brilliant, she does not like to read, but I have an Audible subscription. So she mm-hmm. Audible books, she reads genres that I'm just not interested in, but that's mm-hmm. the thing. So for mm-hmm. are not necessarily into reading, yeah, there are read articles. Yeah, or or what my son does. My son um he watches documentaries. 
What is like, he, he's yeah. not going to read a book, but he's going to watch a documentary. Documentary. He's going to watch all the science and nature documentaries. Yes, he's going to watch all the history documentaries. Yes. You know, and like he's really proud of his body of historical knowledge because he watches documentaries. You know, so he's yeah. like, oh, mom, That's when they awesome. talked about this in social studies, I was like, I already know that because that happened before World War Two, and da, 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 da. and you know, he knows all the tangential historical events around this thing his teachers talk about because he, he that's what he does like he's he's not going to read a book but he's going to watch a documentary you know and that is intellectual self-care okay. learning in whatever way you learn like you said your daughter likes audiobooks he likes documentaries I like books you know papers articles those kind of things yeah. you know yeah so you know they're always um you know the free learning tools like Coursera or Udemy yes. Um, where people can take a free online class. Yeah. So like, that's part of self-care. You know, that's, that's the last pillar, that intellectual self-care. So last question I want to ask you, and since we're talking about the children, I've been looking into something called conscious parenting and I'm kind of real that I was doing it before it had a name. A little we are the generation that brought forth conscious parenting. Yeah. Yeah, we started parenting alongside like Erica Badu becoming a parent. Yeah, and so we were all like, "Oh, we're gonna teach our kids to meditate. Yeah, we're gonna have a vegan diet." And my baby is—I I hate. I, I've never. If I maybe I have, but I don't refer to my daughter as my me. She's not a mini me. She's mm-hmm. child is their own agent. Yes, um, as yes. the birther of them to be a guide, but I am. Mm-hmm of my this is my belief i'm mm-hmm. owner of their they they have their own agency mm-hmm. shit you ain't gonna do in my house right right to just say you can't do it i'm gonna tell you why but overall mm-hmm. i have allowed my daughter to be her own agent mm-hmm. make her own decisions and that has led to her you know, not necessarily taking an interest in some things that I thought she would and taking an interest, you know, just so mm-hmm. you say to the parent who is trying to get on top of their own eight levels of self-care, is there a way, a book, a way of incorporating and teaching this to the children? And I mean, from my six-year-old to my 17-year-old, is there a such thing as it being able to teach this to the children because I know and I know it's different than conscious parenting and I'm mm-hmm. we, we we've been doing it before they put a name on it a lot. right but what can we do to make sure that our children grasp that breathe self-care is not just going in there and putting a mask on and and, and right right yourself so she makes her crystal grids and does <laughs> it's more than that though baby right how can we communicate this to our children i think um your dad hit the nail on the head they watch what we do you know they watch what we do and i say that because um you know i kept trying to get my son to start a consistent workout routine because you know he would be like oh this is going on this is going on this is going on i'm like well you know if you do these things or if you do these things you know because i'm a certified yoga instructor i've pretty much been a yoga instructor since he was like two or three years old um and 
it's really, they see what you do. Because once I started going for my 30 minutes of walking every day, he would start coming and reporting to me, mom, I went in the garage and I lifted weights and I did this and I did this and tomorrow I'm going to do this. But it was like, I had been telling him all along, you know, do your yoga before you go to bed or do this or do this. But when he saw me, when he woke up and he's like, are you going to go for your walk? Okay. Are you going to go for your walk? Okay. Are you going to like, when he's, oh, she is really going to go for a walk every single day. Okay. Then he started coming and reporting to me. I did this, this, and this. Um, When I brought him in on, okay, this come sit with me. I'm going to show you how to do the household budget. Then he started saying, okay, mom, I'm going to save this, this, and this for the car that I want, or I'm going to do this. Um, when like yesterday so he's he started working um and I you know I'm like come on we're gonna make some food so you have lunch for your work this week you know so you can eat and have food from home right um and so he's like watching me like okay 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 you know he's watching you know like okay and I cook every night you know I'm I am a regular cook you know I don't really cook on the weekends but I'm gonna cook throughout the week and um so he knows like mommy's food is really good and mommy being there like making us gourmet meals every night but to be like okay this is your work meal come and come here so you can see what we're doing so you can have this meal for work um so I've noticed that you know he'll try to experiment a little you know he'll make his little ramen noodles different I'm gonna put this in here mommy I'm gonna, I like do, this. I'm gonna do that yeah. so yeah I think including them is the real win you know including them and showing them how you're doing it and not necessarily saying you gotta go do these eight areas of self-care but say hey come let me show you how I'm doing this thing or come let me show you how I'm doing this thing or come right. with me while I do this or what look at what I did you know then they can start getting like oh okay this is what you're doing now okay and they'll do it like they really will do what they see you do um before they'll listen to you tell them to do what to do and 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 that goes back to conscious parenting a lot of people is like a lot of black people oh kids ain't got no choice in my house but conscious parenting Mm -hmm. to actually give people give kids choices and these i'm surprised that they make the right if you can label it right mm-hmm. choice if given the opportunity it's mm-hmm. opposition from children when it's forced and they're not mm-hmm. given the option they are told to you need to do this you need to do that but if they're given Absolutely. the option of doing it nine times out of ten they're gonna opt to do it especially if it's mm-hmm. understood that this i tell my daughter all the time i got mine mm-hmm. mine so mm-hmm. you trying to get yours is certain things. Yeah, you might see me locked in the office and she'll come in, with, in here with me sometimes. But all since you were a child, you saw me work. And right. Now, right. now you see me relaxing and being at home more. But how many years did you see me or not? Building. Because I was six, standing 16 hours in a day in a, in a retail pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And counseling patients. I did my mm-hmm. time in that. And then going to the hospital on the weekend. So you really mm-hmm. didn't see your mama as much. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 what choices are you making with mm-hmm. your career yeah. and choosing your path? So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a great point too. Like all of this is applicable to the children too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I really appreciate it. 
Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate what you just said, because the other thing about that with the conscious parenting is if you don't ever give them a choice, when do they get to practice making their own choice? Choices. You can't be mad because when they finally get to make a choice, they make the worst choice possible. You haven't let them practice that. You would never tell them go ride a 24 mile triathlon on your bike and you never rode a bike before or you didn't teach them how to ride a bike. You would practice with them riding a bike, then a mile, two miles, four miles, et cetera. So it's the same thing. If you never give them an opportunity to practice making choices, how are they going to know how to make choices? Agreed. You know, how will they know? They literally have never had that opportunity before because you as a parent have taken every choice away from them and only allowed them to do what you told or directed them to do. Right. So yeah, it's really important. Yeah. Well, I, I so much fun. It has. <laughs> and I and I, I invite you anytime you want to come back or you got something new going on that you want to introduce. I really wanted to get into the journaling part, but I don't want to keep you long because we already we'll do a part two. We'll do a but part I two definitely I've been stalking you for years and it's like things because I'm I, I used to journal. Them journals are collecting dust. I just uh social media has become my journal. And it's like something mm-hmm. why you put that on so because I want to. But, you know, that's my business. And if that's my outlet, let it be. You have a choice not to read it. Um, I'm smart enough also to know what to put that's not incriminating or. or, Mm -hmm. or, I've had people try to say, oh, you said such and such. So I'm going to have so-and-so come. They fail every time because I'm very calculated, actually, in what I post. Yeah, you know what you're doing. You You know what's appropriate and not appropriate. I, I, I remember T.I. saying, you know I'm smarter than you, right? <laughs> as crazy as you think I am and you want to believe I am, I wouldn't be where I am which right. ahead of a lot of y'all that talk about me if I was crazy, right? You know I'm smarter than right. you, right? right. And it's, it's one of those things. So I definitely, I appreciate you for taking the time to be on and we definitely got to do a part two because this has been therapeutic for me. And ever since you first posted it, I've, I keep this in mind on a daily now. Mm-hmm. And I, would, I love to read. So one question I do have is, did you come up with this? Like, where can one learn more about this? You know, is it something you can't mm-hmm. have any no. courses? Yeah, so- how can people get in contact with you? Absolutely. So um, you can always, um, of course, DM me on um, Instagram. I'm on Instagram at the Lux Libra. Um, we have a Facebook page also. Um, so yeah, either of those I'm available. You can reach out to me there. Um, and my ebook is out on um, overcoming fear. Um, so it's called the Fearlessly Free blueprint playbook because it's not a workbook it's a playbook um you can link it from your page right Mm -hmm. it's it's in my um it's in my my bio Mm -hmm. go to her bio the lux libra click in her bio bio. i'm getting the book y'all need to get the book please thank you yes 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 get the get 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 my girl's Um, book yeah it's the first link 
Um, so yeah, there, that's the ebook. Um, a lot of looking at self-care comes out of the mental health and the counseling um, worlds. And so that's where a lot of my activist work is in reproductive okay. justice, HIV prevention, um, public health and health inequity. Um, so that's kind of where my activist work is. And I really started moving that into more of my scholarly work. Um, if you're into entertainment, um, you can check out on our own terms. It's O-O-O-T dot dot org. And um, I'm writing a comic book called Luna Unleashed. And Luna is a super shero, and she actually supports people in making healthy and safe uh, sexual choices. So she's in a community of women, and that comic book focuses on um, Black women and health, public health, HIV prevention, um, self-care. We talk a lot about self-care in that uh, comic also. So if you like arts, if you like Black women, if you like superheroes, if you like comics, um, Definitely that's my check daughter. out Luna Unleashed. My daughter. That's your, yes, awesome. your daughter does um, her art. That's right. So I'm, that's, that's right. I remember when she did her oh. art for her program. To get that girl. Her program. She was doing her portfolio. Yes. And she she has slacked off a bit because she's gotten into coding. She's, she's mm, that's coding, great. which is a matter. Now that's good. Mm-hmm. When I did for one piece of artwork, there's this new emerging sphere of the NFT. nfts that, yes, that yes. i can't say that i understand but I, I made one of her pieces of artwork available on open and i forgot the other name of it but putting some of her stuff into the nft space mm-hmm. in her what i can because it's not my area of expertise but as i learned teaching her about stuff like that teaching her crypto etc etc so she's deaf she's a comic book junkie my daughter is the nerdiest she's just her own little thing she's, she's awesome that's she's awesome. a little starseed she's a little starseed so I I, that comic book is definitely for her yes have her check out luna unleashed um we started out um aiming at the kind of 18 to 21 crowd but we've mm-hmm. actually figured out that it's really good for you know 14 and up Um, with some of our market research so yeah they're they're really enjoying that so definitely um have her check out luna unleashed on the um black women's health imperative um website um and books um so you brought up Iyanla at the very beginning (laughs) and I love um I love 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 Iyanla I've literally got right here um at my desk this is her book um Acts of Faith which is a daily devotional um and it's great um and I've also been working with which we talked about um that mindset and mental and presenting yourself um this is the four agreements and this is a card deck um, yes, by uh, Don Miguel Reeves, but it's yeah. great because I just go through and pull my agreement for the day. So I just go through, you know, shuffle and I'm pulling my agreement for the day. Um, right. And that's a really good tool for that mental, emotional, spiritual, and social self-care. Because, you know, a lot of times we go out into the world and we're just going out however we woke up that morning. We're not saying, okay, let me get my mind right before I go out here 
and interact with people in this world. And yeah. so um, the four agreements is a great tool for getting your mind right before you interact with other people, but also you know, deciding how you want to show up that day. How am I going to show up to the world? You know, how am I going to show up? And that is going to dictate, you know, your care um, and how you care for yourself. So um, these two are always um, on top, um, at at the top of the list um, because I work with them regularly. Um, And then definitely, um, you know, um, when I think about Iyama's other books, I definitely love her book, um, One Day My Soul Just Opened Up. Um, it's a 40-day, 40-night devotional. Um, great, because it's got actual journal pages in the book. Um, so that that is a great tool. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, another book, which I'm I'm doing a double plug for this because I actually edited this book, but um, there's a book called um, Instant Gratitude. Instant Gratitude. And Instant Gratitude is just that. There is a gratitude prompt for every day of the year. And, you know, you don't need to leave out looking crazy because you got yes. something to be grateful for. <laughs> so Instant Gratitude um, by Ilana Kristova. Um, and that's a great daily devotion. Spell that last too. name for me. Uh, K-R-I-S-T-E-V-A. Okay. And these can be Amazon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find... Um, one day my soul just opened up. You can find um, instant gratitude, um, the four agreements. Um, yes. You can find all of those on Amazon. And then um, my book, The Fearlessly Free um, Blueprint, is available on my website at thelooksleaver.com. And I just want to throw, y'all, this is more on a spiritual level because we're talking about Iyala. One of my favorite books by Iyala Van Zandt, which talks about the concept of your Ori. It's a book called Tapping in Yes, Tapping the Power Within. Tapping the Power Within. Yes. yes. And in the meantime, yes. I yes. end up in the meantime, and the four agreements were books that my ex-husband and I would, would take turns reading to each other. Um <laughs> didn't help our we were trying to help him. He helped us because he started using, you know, she when in the meantime she talks about the basement level and this. Mm-hmm throw it back at me like oh you behaving in the basement now you know so there there were there were some things that we took away from each other that can carry over into yes this was not a positive overall experience for us but what did we learn individually Mm -hmm. apply in the next go round so definitely Iyanla acts of faith um one day my soul just opened up. I think I'm going to get and start now. But mm-hmm. Power Within, that one, she ventures more into, because Yama is an Orisha priestess. She's a Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she's a priestess. She has a Christian following. So a lot of people don't know that. And she's. Yeah. But yeah, she, it's funny. We always talk about Eli. book Iyanla versus TV Iyanla. Oh, and I'm like, Eli. see, I know book Iyanla. I know book Iyanla. Uh-huh. Like, she, I came she, up on book Iyanla in the 90s. Yeah, so, <laughs> and that's what made me say, no, Iyanla. I call it Iyanla. Iyanla. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes. If you yes. break down the name. She says Eli. that. Yeah, she says you know, Eli, teacher. Yes. Yeah, and Great so teacher. I, I really... 
I'm, I'm gonna get this one day my soul just opened up because I think Absolutely. calls to me now yes. it calls wonderful, me right now wonderful so I, I appreciate you so much. I definitely want to keep it. We'll come back and do it We'll come back and work on some yeah, tools. Definitely. So whenever you're ready for that and you got something to put together, just come to me and say, hey, because I pretty much, um, those who want to be guests on the show, um, you got something to talk about that you think is relevant to my platform, there's really no I talk about what I want to talk about but if I have if I see I invited you on because I'm just like she has to talk about this but if anybody else is watching that you feel you have something that you want um add to the platform not just selling to people we ain't here but giving people tangible self-development tools financial so that that actually fall into the those eight areas of self-care <laughs> so that would be a phenomenal thing so if you're watching and you have something that you're into that you think can lead to the type of conversation that Giovanni and I just had by all means reach out to me and say hey I want to have a conversation with you you know on your platform and I'll open it up like I like to have these conversations because not only is it Hopefully, I'm hoping it's therapeutic for those watching, but it's therapeutic for me. When I saw her post, I literally got chills. Like, oh my God, this this deep. This is it, it go. It, we don't even have the amount of time to go into how deep it all is. So I just <laughs> the tip of the iceberg for everybody watching and take it a step further and 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 watch this, but also do your own research. And I. I you immensely for taking the time out tonight and and coming on and talking to my audience and thank you and i thank welcome you anytime so thank good you. night y'all so much <laughs> you are so welcome talk to so you later all right bye, bye y'all. <laughs>